Welcome to the Midlife Rise and Thrive podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sarah Poldmay. If you have been wondering how to feel your best in mind, body, and spirit as you navigate through midlife, then this is the show for you. Each week, I'm sharing accessible education, heartfelt stories, and exclusive interviews. We will be talking about everything from health and wellness to sex and relationships and the many challenges and opportunities that come with midlife. It's time to take charge and live fully with intention as you write your next chapter. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to chat with today's guest, largely because we are both walking similar paths professionally. Licensed acupuncturist Susanna well, perfect. <laughs> is a holistic hormone and fertility specialist who's been helping women live in hormonal harmony for over a decade. As a functional and Chinese medicine practitioner and acupuncturist like myself, she helps women reverse decades of damage and replenish reserves to fix their cycle, live pain, and medication-free. After overcoming her own hormonal struggles and high-risk pregnancies, she has committed her practice to supporting women holistically throughout their life cycles and embrace change from youth to motherhood and beyond. Thank you so much, Susanna, for hopping on with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, this should be fun, being that we are both looking at things from similar perspectives and have similar backgrounds, so I'm excited. I yeah. thought that today we would we would think about the episode and and kind of frame it for what to expect from perimenopause and how society's messaging may get things wrong. So let's kick it off. Absolutely. I mean, society's messaging is that our hormones totally go away. They just somehow magically disappear. And then we have hot flashes and then we're in front of fans and we're turning red and we get hysterical and then we don't sleep and then we get belly fat. And then at 50, you know, it magically just disappears and you don't have hormones anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's basically what I've seen. It's like this caricature that society has created, especially in the West, because you know that in the East, it's a completely different process. And most Western doctors will put a woman like that on hormone replacement and even some functional or quote-unquote holistic doctors that don't want to use medication will use bioidentical, which are the same as hormone replacement. But in the East, they don't have that, right? It's traditionally, it's a celebrated stage in life to transition into and lifestyle and diet, as well as the integration of herbs and you know, self-care exercising that are based in tradition are part of the culture. And we don't have that in the West here. We have these, these, like I said, this caricature of just this, this woman, you know, getting a divorce and, you know, living her best life, but then having hot flashes and, and night sweats. And, and then, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you just have to go on hormone replacement. And even I've seen extremes 
of just like a woman walking into it with fibroids or cysts or some uterine masses. And they're told, just wait till menopause because at menopause, everything shrinks and goes away magically. And that's certainly just not true. So we do have to have a shift in terms of mindset, especially, you know, women as early as 40, we have to kind of re-educate. Like these things are not normal. And They've been building for way more than 10 years and they can be addressed naturally. And hormone replacement and hysterectomies are not the way to go ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Women have definitely, again, we're thrown so many messages and, and different cultures have different messaging and often our experiences mirror the messaging that we're hearing because, you know, there is a subconscious, your thoughts do create your reality. So is that the complete picture? Maybe, maybe not. That's another discussion. But I certainly think that there is a lot of truth to, you know, if you're expecting something, it's certainly going to happen for you. And that's unfortunate. And, you know, some of the symptomatic issues that we do experience that are here, maybe they are from messaging, but they also can be tied to some of our lifestyle and some of the toxins that are so ever-present in our modern lifestyle. So maybe we should just chat a little bit about the toxics overload that we have on our systems. Oh my gosh, I love that music to my ears. That's what essentially happens. It's, you know, our bodies are built to handle a lot of toxicity throughout our entire lives. And it works better when we're younger, right? But then things happen when you hit 40. (laughs) Things start to change. And a lot of it is, you know, I'm not saying that during perimenopause, you shouldn't have symptoms. That happens. Mm -hmm. And, and, but your body should be well adjusted to balance it out. But up until 40, your glands get tired and your organs get tired. And so the buildup becomes even more penetrable and even more bothersome. And that's when we start to see symptoms. For example, the hot flashes, you know, in Chinese medicine, we call it heat, right? Or liver yang rising or kidney yin deficiency. That's just a Western way to say there's some form of inflammation that all of a sudden, you know, your reserves aren't there. So there's inflammation we have to deal with. And that's the lack of estrogen. And so throw in some heavy metals from the environment, throw in some aluminum, throw in some glyphosate, our everyday pesticide that's in your oatmeal, that's in your cotton, you know, that you're washing with. Throw all that in and your liver gets bombarded and says, you know what? I used to do a better job when in my 30s or in my 20s when I processed this better, but now I'm 40. I'm having a really hard time doing it, so I'm going to do it less. And then then we have a, a little bit le- decline in hormone. And then so the toxins just permeate the organs a lot more than when you were 20 and 30. And they built up. They built up in the fat cells. They build up in your brain, in the gray matter. And so all of this starts to show up as early as 40 mm-hmm. in the symptoms that we see. And so a lot of my practice, I just, I really do focus on purifying the body because we can't, I can't give you herbs just willy-nilly. This is a process of an accumulation that's finally started to 
show up as symptoms mm-hmm. and, and affect your organs. And that creates the deficiencies that create the accelerated aging and the lack of, you know, hormone balance that we want. So toxins are a huge component and they're everyday toxins. We don't really need to go into like these heavy duty toxins. We're, these are just your basic pesticides and, you know, the stuff in the water. Plastics, all of that. Oh, yeah. 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 And the thing is that we're never going to be able to avoid toxins 100%. And fortunately, our bodies do have the capability to deal with some of that stuff. It's just the repeated exposure and then over time that really our bodies become inefficient with dealing with that. But I always say, you know, I have patients that I recommend, you know, to look at different resources. Like I love Whole30 because... It at least mitigates some of the things like grains that tend to have a lot of the pesticides and stuff. We can't, again, eliminate every toxin. You can do Whole30 perfectly, and you're still going to get plenty of toxins. But at least you're lightening the load to give your body a fighting chance. But I have noticed with myself and with their patients, once you're in full-fledged perimenopause, having a glass of wine even, is it starts to become much less pleasurable because you become symptomatic. Your body used to be able to say, okay, I can deal with a little bit of alcohol here and there. And now, you know, your body's just like basically like, don't screw with me. Can you please not give me something I can't handle? Because I'm already a sludgy mess inside as it is. So there's definitely a lot of truth to the toxic load aspect of perimenopause. Absolutely. And I think that, again, going back to the mindset, symptoms such as hot flashes, night sweats, and insomnia, they may be common in that a lot of people experience them, but they're not normal. And expecting them is not normal either. We should definitely you know, be educated that this is a possibility. You may experience these things, but not you will experience them. You know, language is important. So by educating and saying that, yes, some women get this, some women get that, that's fine. But to say, oh, yeah, wait until you get to your 40s. Oh, my gosh, you're going to start having this, that, and the other. That, I don't know if it's the intention behind that or the way that it serves us is positive. No, that's that's right. It's all about starting to change the messaging. And I think in this culture, people rely on medication to change the messaging. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if I start having symptoms, I'm just going to go on hormone replacement therapy and not look at lifestyle and how this is built up throughout decades. This is why I like to say we have to start reversing decades of damage. Right. At some point, it starts to show up. Yeah. yeah. But in our culture, in the West, it's when things show up, it's all about medication. Mm-hmm. The medication's not so great, especially for women, nor has it changed in the last 30 to 40 years for any options that are suitable that don't cause other risks in the long run. Yeah. So messaging definitely needs the change of like when we hit 40, things happen, but they're good things that happen. It's not like, yeah, be this. Oh my gosh, I've had a false flash. I was totally expecting that. And I'm in menopause and things like that. People don't talk about how other chambers in the brain open up at perimenopause and then postmenopause. And you start to do things for yourself 
in a way that you never have. Right. And that's really exciting for most women. But a lot of it is caught up in this fear of when I hit 50, life is over. I'm old. Yeah. You know, and so aside from themselves mentally, it's just like you just got started. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You just got started, you know, if you have kids, your kids are maybe out of the house. But like, even if they're still there, life becomes about you. And it's a completely different adventure mentally. And so when we change the narrative, then it's something to get really excited about. And, you know, if you have a hot flash once a month, okay, we could deal with that. Maybe you need to go to an acupuncturist. You were too stressed out. Maybe you did have too much wine and your liver just can't deal with the sugar and the pesticides anymore, you know? And so it's all about changing like the subconscious programming at some point. Right. Yeah. And I'm not so much into judging if someone wants to treat something with modern medicine, you know, that may be right for them and, and, you know, no judgment there. My concern, not judgment, but my concern is that if we leap too quickly to these medications to solve all of our problems, like you said, lifestyle isn't taken into account. And that's fine if maybe you want to go to lifestyle next, you know, get the medication, make yourself comfortable, go to the lifestyle changes next. But sometimes we know that if, you know, if the roof is leaking, that's when we repair it. So if we go for the quick fixes, we're much less likely to remind ourselves to make the lifestyle changes that may serve us. And I look at this the popular weight loss drugs right now as a perfect example. If you stop those weight loss drugs, those Empic and the others, usually do gain the weight back because you have not changed or shifted your lifestyle. You've simply taken a medication, you've lost 30 pounds, you feel amazing, and then you stop the medication and the weight just comes right back. And there was a recent statement within the past few days that Ozempic is a long-term medication. Well, I don't think it was marketed that way, but they had to release a statement saying that this is a long-term medication. In other words, you're a lifer once you're on it, if you want. And, And there may be, there certainly are always exceptions on on both ends. You know, there's exceptions where people don't lose a lot of weight. There's exceptions when people do lose a lot of weight and the weight stays off after they've taken the medication and stopped. But as a whole, what happens after is what my concern is. Like, have you taken steps, and this is what the beauty is of Chinese and functional medicine, have you taken the steps to repair why the problem is there in the first place? Have you taken the steps to figure out what your body likes or doesn't like from a food and movement perspective if you're looking to lose 30 pounds? And if you have taken all those steps, have you taken the right ones? Have you looked at, you know, maybe you're counting your macros, but really you should be looking at going back to that toxic load. If your macros are quote unquote perfect, but you're eating a ton of processed foods to get there, that may be why you're not losing weight. Maybe your liver is sluggish. So yeah, I think that There's a lot of good examples of how if we jump too quickly to the modern medicine and prescription drugs that we aren't learning the lessons we need to really nurture ourselves. And that's the beauty of of this stage of life. You know, once we start taking care of ourselves in better ways and ask better questions, we might make better choices. Absolutely. And there's a really great integration there with Western medicine, especially at this stage where things show up. The majority of my patients with perimenopause and then menopause has been high blood pressure. It just all of a sudden shows up and they're at a normal, if 
you know, lower weight than average, but it just happens, right? Because of the heart energy and the kidneys. But what I've always seen that works best is these are kind of emergency situations where, yes, go to your doctor and get on three months of blood pressure management medication so that it doesn't damage your heart tissue and all of the things that can go wrong in an emergency situation like this. And then we work on the lifestyle. We work on tapering you off the meds. And this is the best way that we can deal and help our patients that, you know, you don't have to be on this stuff forever. And your doctor's usually very supportive of this, giving you three to six month window to transition to something natural based and everything can be mitigated. So I've seen a lot of success with that. So medication's not all bad in these emergency situations that are necessary and that's the beauty of it. But in the long term, we do want to get off of things and not be so dependent. Not even and same goes with herbs too, herbs and supplements. Those are for the short run. We don't want to be on them forever. Right. You know, we want to eat good food, maybe cook with them and things like that. And then the body really adjusts. So there's always that way to look at it as well. But it's again what we can educate everybody and knowing you can always do a little bit of both and the body will respond accordingly to what you need. But you you need the right support too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what can women do from your perspective to realistically modify their aging process and increase their longevity? Wow, I like exercising. Now you don't have to do intense cardio or things that well, women in their 40s shouldn't right? We've now know we should do weight-bearing exercises to protect our joints and any fractures. So that would be great. And then it releases happy hormones. Mm-hmm. So once you get sweating, that will definitely help with, you know, the transitions that happen mentally. So that's a really great sustaining exercise and just enhancing quality of life. Definitely more so mindset too. It just, let's start to th- look at the things that we can start enjoying. I love food. So I always look for what we can do with food. And again, you like the whole 30. I do too. I I just integrate a little bit more plant-based into that and just do what you can and clean out your system. I like cleaning out the glands at this point, especially the adrenal glands, of course, and the pineal gland, which we don't really talk about in Western medicine or even Eastern. Eastern gets a little bit more, but it's more esoteric. But what I found is this gland is really heavily burdened with a lot of toxins, fluoride and aluminum. So I always encourage people just you can easily modify your toxic load, especially your pineal gland with anti if something as simple as anti-fluoride toothpaste. Get a good water filter that eliminates fluoride from your water and mentally things will open up. It's it's really magical once you concentrate on the toxic load and then you eat better food, you sleep better, and you will want to exercise just because it makes you feel good, you know, and really concentrate on the glands and the toxicity of them, the plastics, the pesticides. Do what you can and don't stress about it. And go to an acupuncturist yeah. <laughs> once or twice a month to balance out your glands and get things moving. And everything will balance itself out and look forward to opening different levels of 
dimensions in the brain, the way the brain works. Because if your glands are open, especially your pituitary and your pineal gland, if they are open from these toxins at 45 and 50, mentally, you're going to have an ecstatic journey. I, I guarantee that. it. I love that. Now you have me wanting to do some homework on on that as well. <laughs> the pineal gland is, is where it's at because this is so toxic. But once we start to clean it out with, and you know, basic foods too. First, we have to eliminate the exposure, fluoride, the aluminum at a basic level. And then we start to enhance it with spirulina, the mushrooms, like reishi mushrooms, a diet high in borons. It will start to nourish these glands. And mentally, I'm telling you, things start to open consciously in a different way. And at 50, it's a different journey. 100%. That's amazing. I've been using mushrooms a lot lately. Clarify, not the ones with psilocybin. <laughs> no judgment if that's what people do. But I've been using a lot of reishi and lion's mane and cordyceps. And I can tell you that I have a different person from the the clear energetic ability of my mind to work. I can't even explain it, but it's made such an amazing difference for me in the past six months that I think my next career might be as a mushroom specialist, I'm not sure. as a mushroom forager slash maker. It's so interesting because when I was in Chinese medical school, I remember that, you know, learning about cordyceps. Yeah. We didn't really have it on the market as it is now. No. We didn't have it on the market because I remember my teachers, my herbal teachers would say, this is really, really, really expensive. Only the athletes get it in China. Yeah. yeah. And now cordyceps is in every single mushroom mix. And I'm like, wait a minute. I remember I was told it was like $500 a gram. How is it in every single mix. and Well, there's different levels. Yes, exactly. Because I had a fellow student in my class who was very into what the real cordyceps is versus the, because you could get some that was cheaper. So I guess now the mass market has the cheaper. So I'm convinced I'm going to have to be a wild mushroom forager in the future. (laughs) future I love it. I'll buy them from you. I am so into mushrooms from looking at menopause and just aging from a longevity perspective because yeah. you know Chinese medicine the basis is all about longevity right how can we live a life that's balanced for the purpose of longevity and reishi mushroom is our favorite yeah. mm-hmm. but it does so much more than just slow aging I mean it's, it's an antiviral and everything in the end is viral and bacterial imbalances it does so much so I have my own mixes that I put together and I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Absolutely. It's a game changer. Absolutely. And one of the symptoms that we haven't really discussed, but that a lot of women experience is brain fog. And I would point people straight to mushrooms for that because yeah. it's, it's a game changer for sure. Yep. Brain fog. Well, Susanna, this has been so fun. I am so happy to have had you on the show as a guest. We will have a link to all of your information in the show notes. And people can get in touch with you that way. But is there anything that you would like to point out in particular for our listeners before we head off? Enjoy the ride. There's a lot coming. There's a lot to experience. The the symptoms can definitely be balanced out with the right support. So, you know, reach out to anybody that is there telling you there is a different way. Yeah. Um, Always integrate positive things. It doesn't have to be a 100% huge overhaul. No. 
It could be minimal efforts, but they just have to be fine-tuned to you. It's totally possible to start enjoying the ride. There's a lot to enjoy at this point in life. So yeah, just look out for that. Absolutely. Well, thank you, thank you. And get in touch with Susanna. She has a lot to offer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Midlife Rise and Thrive podcast. Did you know that if you are in the Maryland area, you can actually set up a consultation with me at one of my two clinics. I would absolutely love to meet you. Go to meadowhillwellness.com to find out more and I hope to see you soon.